Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. We're not real brothers, we're sports brothers, and this week, 12-year-old me is super excited because Daryl Strawberry's on the show, OJ Simpson, delete your account, and Tom Brady. Fuck yeah! (laughs) Here we go. This is Sports Brothers, coming to your ear holes and eye holes from the Parish Healthcare Podcast Studio. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Sports Brothers. It is March 18th, 2020. We're still dealing with coronavirus. So, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that. But we've also got Daryl Strawberry. He's on the show to talk about colon cancer. Uh, Degenerate Brothers, we're going to find some stuff to gamble on. we got Good Tweet, Bad Tweet, and the Sports Brothers of the Week. And I think we're just going to start right there with the big news of the day in the NFL world which at this point is the entire sports world, and that's Tom Brady. But he's not my sports brother of the week. Bruce Arians, the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, is my sports brothers of the week because he's getting Tom Brady to be his quarterback. His future is no longer tied to Jameis Winston. And not having any idea what was going to happen going into every single game. He has an idea of what's to come, and wow. I thought... There was no doubt he was going to stay, stay with the Patriots, finish his career there. And even though, you know, I saw the path to the Bucks with all of the talent they have on that roster with Bruce Arians as the head coach, still, didn't that seem like the last place, not the last place he was going to go, but definitely lower than either the Chargers or maybe yeah. the Colts? Uh, In all of the conversations you heard, the Buccaneers were the punchline for where was Tom Brady going to end up. Nobody was taking that seriously at all. But then you look at it, and you're like, well, they they have a really great receiving core. They've got a pretty good head coach. They have a really terrible offensive line, and Brady's (laughs) going to get destroyed back there, but maybe they can fix that. And you look at that, and you think, maybe they were just one Hall of Fame quarterback away from actually being a decent team. Oh, yeah, they're they're definitely a very solid team. Uh, The Bucko Bruce shirt with Tom Brady's face as Bucko (laughs) Bruce is amazing. Uh, that I saw that on social media today, and I had a few replies of people saying they already ordered it. Season ticket line online was like thousands yeah. of people long after yeah. the news broke yesterday. I have a theory, though, that most of that was just reporters checking to see how long the lines were. I just had a friend in Tampa send it to me, and then I tweeted <laughs> it out. He was like 3,000. I saw you. Did you go I online? I saw it 6,000. Yeah. It was like 6,700 when I checked it last night at like 9 o'clock. It's funny. I, I went back and was looking for old NFL video after the CBA uh, had been ratified, just kind of that general NFL video that just stands. And of course, I found the Bucks blackout video, and it's yeah. just the stands just completely empty. So yeah. the pirate ship is about to be packed again uh, whenever we get to football. Yeah, I, I was thinking though, wouldn't it be so sad and so Buccaneers like if today something broke down in negotiations and Tom Brady didn't actually come to Tampa because it's uh, we're recording this at 1:15. the deal has not officially been announced everything is pointing to that they're just finalizing the language there will be no hiccups in it and it's it's going to happen but 
what if, and all of those people bought season tickets for nothing? I think it's going to be all right. Uh, yep. the, the one thing, though, too, is the photoshops with Brady and the clock numbers, you know, those, yeah. those Bucks numbers, yeah. it just looks wrong. <laughs> like, give me just some normal-looking numbers. It looks like something... It, that if back when he started his career, we were like, we're like this is going to be futuristic Tom Brady in his 20th or 21st year in the NFL. He's going to play for Tampa Bay with these space age uniforms. It just doesn't, it doesn't look right. Yeah. Maybe it will eventually, but it's, it's odd. It is very odd. I tweeted a poll last night, um, very scientific way to do research, yep. but uh, it is, if you've rooted for Tom Brady and the Patriots for the last 20 years, who do you root for now? Uh, 140 responses, about 40% said they will now root for the Buccaneers. 24% said they're just going to find a new team. And and only about 36% said Patriots. So I'm just going to throw this out there. Boston fans, bandwagon fans. Bandwagon. Take that. I'll stick with football for my next sports brother, Ed Orgeron, who uh, did a PSA on the coronavirus. I mean, I guess if you're going to get someone in Louisiana to do a PSA, who do you have to do it? not the governor, you have Ed Orgeron do it. And it was like a minute long. And I don't know if I've heard him talk for a full minute. They cut the Go Tigers off apparently because he can't do something and not say Go Tigers at the end. That kind of annoyed me. Yeah. But also, it's it's just tough to listen to him talk for that long. <laughs> I mean, he must be just out of breath and what is just such a, a strained voice that how did he recover after that well you're right though when if you need somebody in louisiana that people are going to pay attention to to do that announcement you get ed or drawn because you have to pay attention you really really have to focus (laughs) to understand what it is he's actually saying Um, but i'm glad that celebrities are doing their part to get out there and and get some voice and messaging on this as well um, because that's important people need to hear this stuff Uh, my next sports brother of the week is adam schefter sticking with the nfl because again it's all we got, people. Um, and I'm picking Schefter, though, because no other sports means that everyone is hyper-focused on the NFL free agency right now, and he's sort of the king of that. And when you're in a world with no other insiders, the NFL insider is king. And yes. uh, he has he has owned that moment. But it, it, it did strike us that right now, Adam Schefter might be the center of the sports universe, and that's kind of sad. Unfortunately, yeah, that's it. There's, you know, usually this is going on and we have other things to keep our eyes on, whether it's the NBA or, you know, Major League Baseball about to start May 26th or March 26th was supposed to be opening day. Of course, that's not going to be the case. And yeah, everyone is following all the NFL Twitters. Uh, and Adam Schefter is, of course, number one on that list. Yeah, drunk conspiracy theory I'm going to throw out there now. Clearly not true, but the NFL, what if they were the ones? who started coronavirus to get rid of all the other sports so that their off season would get all the attention. That is a hashtag drunk conspiracy theory for you. That's stew on that one. That is quite, (laughs) quite the conspiracy theory. Okay. My last one, going to get off the NFL train or the football train, Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. We don't believe he's one of the nets. I believe he said his test was negative for the coronavirus. There were four nets we hear uh, that have tested positive. One of those is Kevin Durant. Spencer Dinwiddie, though, uh, negative for the coronavirus. And he's also solving all of the NBA's problems by coming out with his March Madness-style NBA playoff tournament. And um, so here's what he's got. He said, hear me out. It was like a four-tweet thread 
They already play a 16-team playoff, losing roughly 18 games if they come back and, and whenever it is. That was a, this was coming out, what, March 13th when we didn't know that maybe it's going to last until June. Um, but a five-game tune-up, jump straight to March Madness, and all the teams make the tournament, and then you have a play-in with the bottom four, the first top four get a bye, and then you get to maybe a best of five, and then it progresses from there. I like that. I think all sports should be looking at this that like, okay, our, our season has been destroyed. Let's go ahead and find another way to finish this thing off with the NBA playoffs. Maybe, you know, change that up, change up March Madness, Major League Baseball, maybe find some other way to like, you're obviously not going to play 162 games. Yeah. So maybe do something fun, like a, like a quick tournament at the beginning of the season, just to get everybody back into it a little bit. I think that's a great idea and ways that, uh, that maybe we can still enjoy this stuff, but in a smaller you know, bite-sized package. And he talked about maybe that, you know, if with those best of threes, they could be at neutral sites or you could have, you know, if you had to do best of three even for the first round of the tournament, those could be just at one site. It's similar to what you saw baseball talking about yeah. doing with their possibly expanded playoffs is best of three all at one place. Then you don't have the travel days. You just bang it out and get it done. And I think they're going to have to get creative. Yeah. Sports leagues are going to have to get creative, and we know that the NBA is certainly at the forefront of that if they're going to do something like that. Yeah, tough to do because you do have collective bargaining agreements and unions and all that stuff to work through too. But, uh, you know, put some smart people on that and figure it out. We want sports back because I'm, I'm running out of shows on Netflix already. All right, uh, good tweet, bad tweet? Let's go. All right, stick with that Twitter theme here. Uh, the good tweet, we're going to give it to Disney. They certainly weren't the only ones, but they had a tweet and said, Surprise! Frozen 2 is coming early to <laughs> Disney+. Plus. Start streaming this Sunday. And that was last Friday. So Frozen 2, already on Disney+. Plus. Universal is releasing a bunch of their movies. Some movies haven't even come out yet. Yeah. Going straight to streaming so that people won't go to theaters right now. And there's a big push at least on social media, yeah. to get ESPN to release the Jordan 30 for 30 series that everybody's been anticipating. It's supposed to be like 10 episodes or something. Yeah. Get them to release that early so that do maybe it. we have something to do so that I can ignore my children for a few weeks <laughs> while we're getting through coronavirus. Yeah, we I've definitely already run through most of Disney+. Plus. We had done that when it first came out. Uh, Frozen 2, yeah, thanks for that. That's a, in an, another movie that we can watch a yeah. hundred more times. Um, but yeah, give me the MJ. I, I want that. I think Awful Announcing, uh, the website, has been at the forefront of that and has been talking with ESPN officials, and they are trying to figure out the logistics of that. But I think once the NFL free agency dies down and Adam Schefter isn't the focus, they will throw Jordan out there. Like they have something right yeah. now. Last night turned on Sports Center. It's like Tom Brady. Thank the Lord that he makes <laughs> that he didn't stay because if he stays, the story is nowhere near as oh, big yeah. as if he would have left. So ESPN, I think they're gonna milk this for all that it can be, the NFL free agency, and then it's throw MJ to everybody. Yeah, because I mean, think about that though. Once this Tom Brady story, once he's signed and free agency sort of dies down, there's nothing. Yeah. Until we get to you know, the, the NFL draft and however that's going to work out. So we're going to need as much other entertainment as we can get, or, you know, maybe just go outside and play with your kids. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, we did that today. We actually uh, created an obstacle course in the backyard. Oh, we nice. were like running around chairs, jumping over stuff, uh, 
you know, throwing a, 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 axe, a battle axe through that at a tree. Well, yeah. well you saw the, the video that I, I tweeted out with yes. uh, my wife playing in the sprinklers and uh, accidentally just <laughs> dragged our daughter head first right <laughs> over the, the one sprinkler that was shooting straight up in the air. Yeah, your dog and, was uh, disgusted. Oh, he, he was. He did not like it. All right. Uh, bad tweet. We're going to go with O.J. Simpson. Uh, most tweets from O.J. Simpson are bad tweets, but this one... This one was special because he tweets a picture of himself from the trial. You know what trial I'm talking about. Holding up his two hands with the black gloves. And it says, if you're going to be out in public, if you can't find a mask, at least have a pair of gloves on. Hashtag COVID-19. Way to do your part there, OJ. But, you know, let other people maybe handle some of that messaging. Yeah, he is. (laughs) He's something else. Right. I don't even know what to say after it, but yeah. OJ. Once he got on Twitter, you knew it was, and, and it has is not disappointed as far no. as cringeworthy. Oh my God, I can't believe he just <laughs> did that. Tweets over and over again. Yeah. If he can find a way to make you feel uncomfortable and disgusted, OJ is going to do it. No filter. No filter. And look, I'm sure there's some great jokes about this, but I think I'm still just so shocked by the initial tweet that Me I can't too. think of it. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, I don't know what is safe to respond to that. Yeah, that's the other issue. Is you best to just leave that one alone so that we don't get ourselves in trouble. All right, uh, let, let's move on to we need to talk about this. And guess what? It's coronavirus related. <laughs> if you're not watching on the WFTV YouTube page, then you can't see that we're actually seated a little farther apart than normal. And our TV's not working. I'm blaming coronavirus for yep. that, too. That's, so that's what it is. Um, basically, everything is getting the blame for that right now. But uh yeah, you, we Plenty talked a little bit about like entertainment and coming up with new entertainment. And I do appreciate that there are people out there trying to find a way to bring sports to the public in other ways. And uh, you saw the one with NASCAR. Yeah, today. NASCAR is going to start an exhibition eSports series featuring some of the sports' most talented and popular drivers. Um, it's going to be like a NASCAR e-invitational, but... Drivers include Dale Earnhardt Jr., Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Clint Boyer, Kyle Larson, and Christopher Bell, some of the uh, top-level series drivers. So I think that'll be pretty cool. And I think their first race is going to be this Sunday. I I don't know where it's being broadcast or whatnot, but from Homestead Speedways, the the track they're going to run on. And I just need I need some Mario Kart courses. I need <laughs> Rainbow Road. Yeah. I want to see Kyle Busch trying to do the cheat code to, you know, take Dale Earnhardt on the last lap or something like that. Right, and actually throw in, like, projectiles that they yes. can throw at each yeah. other. Yeah, like, and I understand that that's probably not what we're going to get to see, but I that's, in my mind, I would much rather watch that. At least put on, like, some boost strips on the track, right? So, like, if you hit the arrows, you yeah, go a little yeah. faster. Give us a little bit of that. Those are fun. F-C-R-O Maybe some style. jumps, you know, since there's no actual danger now. <laughs> Let's have some NASCAR jumps right? at 200 miles per hour. But remember there was... A- because this is an actual league that, that's e-NASCAR, e-racing is mm-hmm. a legitimate league. And there was like a f- former NASCAR guy or whatever that was getting into these competitions and then driving backwards. <laughs> like, I just can't wait for Kyle Busch to like get out of a race or whatever, his car or something goes wrong with it. And then he just starts because it is, it's, yeah. it's virtual. He just starts going the wrong way, trying to take people out. Yeah. That would I'd be me. It. But well, And I want to see other leagues do this too. Like, what if what if Major League Baseball 
for the first however many games of the season, every single player just played themselves in MLB 2K, yeah. and those games actually counted for the standings, <laughs> right? Or if the NBA did this and every NBA player plays themselves in NBA 2K, um, but we get to see them on screen so that we can see like LeBron James staring down the camera yes. at his teammates when they make mistakes. I want to see it. I saw that um, MLB 2K, I think, came out last week, and all the video that was being posted online was just people playing against the Astros and just throwing fastballs at, like, <laughs> all of the Astros players. Yeah, that could get out of hand a little bit. Um, and then the other thing we saw was that uh, China, they're restarting their basketball league. And I don't, I don't know if we should get a little bit of hope out of that, but if, if that... Why not? If that might be kind of the timeline that... You know, maybe two and a half, three months from now, we're starting to reopen up some of normal life in America. I, I think most people would be on board right now. Right now, it feels like it's going to be a lot longer than that. Um, but if China can start playing basketball right now, maybe we're, you know, not too far behind all of that. Um, still social distance and don't get too eager. Let's play it safe. But, yeah. but maybe there is a, a little light, just a little twinkling light at the very end of a very long tunnel out there. Um, but the Chinese Basketball Association, CBA, did say for the American players who play in that league, if you don't come back, you will be banned. And that might be the wrong PR move for that. I, I think at first, a lot of the American basketball players who had come home said, I'm not going back there. <laughs> now they're looking around. They're probably like, I want to go there. <laughs> you know, like looking around the United States. Uh, I thought it was funny. ESPN put out a picture with this news that, you know, they're targeting April 3rd as a, a possible start date uh, for their league. The picture is of Jeremy Lin going to lay it up. And who's there guarding him? Andrew Nicholson, former yeah. Orlando Magic first rounder. I think it was one of Rob Hennigan's maybe first draft picks. I think he was. Yeah, I and, think uh, you read about that. A total that. blast from the past for, for yeah. Magic fans if they're listening to this. Watching um, him run with his gigantic duck feet was <laughs> well, it was the highlight of that season. That was fantastic. It really was. He had some monster feet. It just <laughs> did not look athletic at all. But then, you know, he, he wasn't all that bad. And no. obviously he's kept his career going professionally in yeah. China now. He was fundamentally very sound. Oh, without and a doubt. And, and that was the type of player Hennigan gravitated towards. He just didn't always get good players, um, <laughs> which probably hurt his tenure there a little bit. Probably. But the pride of St. Bonnie's. But, the pride uh, of St. Bonnie's. Now he's playing for the Guangzhou Lung Lions. I think you nailed it. Yeah. Salary's $6 million. All right. I'm not making fun of him anymore. He's yeah. cool. All right. Um, I think that covers all of that talk. Let's get to Daryl Strawberry, the guest this week. He's on the show to talk about uh, colon cancer and his experience with that and how people can get themselves checked out. But we also got a little bit of baseball talk and uh, some other things in there. So stick around. It's a really good interview. Here's Daryl Strawberry. All right. We've got the legendary Daryl Strawberry on the podcast now. Daryl, thanks for joining us. And uh, how you holding up, man? How you doing with all of this, uh, the coronavirus and everything else going on right now? I'm doing well, guys. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, but I'm doing well. Uh, just, you know, walking in faith and, and really moving forward. You got to continue to move forward. I, I know we're in a crisis right now. We got a lot going on. Um, and we just have to be extremely careful. We have to be extremely careful with, with our health and people and, and just be concerned about others right now. Yeah, a lot of times, you know, we don't, we don't think about the fact that, you know, things can happen to us, but they can. 
Yeah, yeah. And I know you're you're on the podcast to talk about colorectal cancer and the dangers of that. Uh, but I did also want to ask people who've gone through cancer uh, can be immunocompromised. Uh, they're more at risk. At least that's what we're hearing from health professionals. Um, so what are you doing to stay safe right now? Well, I think the most important thing is, is, is knowing that you're healthy and you don't really want to get in the thought process of thinking too much. It's, it's already enough thinking going on out there. I, I think the key is, is, is staying out of large events. I think, they, I think they've done a phenomenal job of shutting down uh, sports, baseball and, and, and basketball at this point um, because I, I think it's important for uh, our young people, you know, who go out to sporting events not to uh, be in a place where they can get sick. I think we need to, you know, you can get sick in so many areas of your life. I know with the coronavirus going around right now and I know I'm here to talk about um, of colon cancer and what I've experienced in that and, and just to encourage people in that area of their life too uh, uh, to take the steps that you need to take. Uh, let's get checked. Um, it, it's important. You know, it happened to me when I was young, you know, 30, in my mid-30s, I ended up with colon cancer twice. I ended up losing my uh, left kidney in my second surgery. So uh, we just got to be aware of our health and the importance of it and, and, and where we're at. You know, I, I know it's a high risk uh, for people uh, they say, but you, you just got to, like I said, stay, stay safe. I think if you stay safe right now, uh, it's real important for your health. Uh, Daryl Christian here. Uh, some of the numbers that are just coming out today that are being rela released along with this colon cancer, almost a third, 28% of Americans do not regularly test uh, for colon cancer because they just aren't showing any symptoms. Uh, what are the words or you know, what is your suggestion to those people that uh, may need to go do that because you've gone through it yourself? Well, I think a lot of times we, we don't we don't have any any kind of feelings of symptoms though, so we think it's nothing there, um, and that's why early screening is so important. You know, when you reach a certain age, you got to start thinking about it. I think 34% uh, of people between um, 40 and 55 uh, don't believe they're at, at any kind of risk, and I, I think they're wrong about that. Um, I remember I remember going through that process myself, and remember my doctor explaining to me, and I was in my mid 30s. Um, in 98 when I, when, when I ended up with colon cancer and he was telling me everybody had cancer cells in their body. It's just a matter of uh, those cancer cells start to develop and you don't know if you're not getting a check. So I, I would encourage everybody just to, you know, take a step and take time out of your schedule. Stop, you know, believing that we're so busy and stop walking in fear. And, you know, with let's get checked is, 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 is so non-expensive for you, 69 bucks, and you can get checked uh, you, uh, online, and the results can come directly to you within a week. And so it, it's an opportunity to take advantage of such a great campaign uh, where you understand that you know, colon cancer is real, and, and, and it can kill you if, you if you don't catch it in time. So let me get this straight. You can be checked online and have the results. So you can do this from the comfort of your own home. Is that what you're telling us? You could do it from the comfort of your own home. I, I, I mean, I've never seen a campaign that's so remarkable where it, it, it doesn't, you don't, don't have to walk in to the doctor. You don't have to make an appointment. You can just uh, go to their website, uh, letsgetchecked.com, and, and get all the information you need. And you could do, you could take your own tests online and everything, the results will come to you and, and you'll know, you'll know where you stand and where you're at. And I think, I think people should take advantage of that situation because a lot of times people are, like I said, in fear, too busy, and they wonder how much it's going to cost them. And this this is not going to cost you a lot to be able to get yourself checked. I mean, I listen. I experienced uh, colon cancer twice, and it, 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 it's a it's a hard, hard, 
uh, however to say it. I just, it's just hard. It's really hard to deal with when you got to go through that process and you got to go through chemo and, and stuff and everything. Uh, I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky, you know, that I'm, 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 health, I'm healthy today, 20 years now, and, and things are well uh, after I experienced a hard time going through um, colon cancer. With with the addiction issues that that were a part of your life, was did that make it tougher uh, going through all of this uh, along with those things going on in your life as well? Well, I, I think on on top of it, it was it was very difficult. Yeah, because I was going through so many things, life changes, addiction, and so many other different things uh, at that time. And you know, I was very young. You know, it's thirty. You know, my mid thirties. You know, at the at the time where you think you should you should be okay, and none of us will ever, you know sit around and think, you know, I got colon cancer. And, and then to have it reoccur in 2000, 98 was the year at the end of that season. I had stomach cramps that year and, and I had blood in the stool and, and, and I was fatigued and lost weight. And then it reoccurred in 2000. And then I go through the whole process of losing my left kidney, a, he a healthy kidney with a tumor right underneath it, you know, but I was very fortunate because the doctors cut me open and they said my abs kept the tumor in one place. So that's not going to happen for everybody. I would encourage, that's why I encourage people to go in and, and have yourself tested so you can um, see where you're at and where you stand with it and continue to test yourself. I go through every five years, you know, I have to go through the process of being tested again. So, and, and it's been 20 years now. So the lesson here then is get tested and then also do some crunches and some planks and, <laughs> and work on the core, core strength. We've always been told that that's so important. Apparently it's important for this too. All right. So, so in America, we sort of shun healthcare, <laughs> you know, on a personal level too. People don't like to go to the doctor. They don't like to get tested. Some of that's financial. Some of it's a comfort thing. Why are we like that? Why can't we just get over that and, and take better care of ourselves? I think because we, we're, we're just stubborn people, you know, we think we're okay because what happens is we think we are, uh, we look well on the outside so everything should be okay, but the inside is totally different and I, that was a learning curve for me to be able to learn that and go through that process and, and, and to have other people speak into your life. Doctors are important. See, I didn't realize the importance of the doctors, what kind of role that they would play in my life at that time, but they played uh, a significant role in my life where uh, I had to look at them and, and I had to trust them and a lot of times we don't want to trust that process and, and sometimes you have to let others uh, speak into your life when they know more about this and, and for me I, I was able to go through that and, and, and it worked out well for me so I just that's why I encourage people just to uh, be, be able to allow yourself to get away from the family's opinion and allow the doctor who knows more about cancer colon cancer or whatever disease that you're dealing with it and, and, and trust them, you know, so you got to trust the process. Uh, Daryl, without baseball right now, without sports in general, uh, I know you've done some work as an analyst uh, in New York. How, how much do you watch baseball when the season is here? Well, I don't watch a lot of baseball guys. I can tell you that right now. You know, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm traveling uh, probably maybe 250 times a year doing what I do and everything. And mm -hmm. so I'm very busy, but, um, you know, baseball is it, it, baseball's a game right now, and, and, and the right decision is, is what they're doing right now. They're shutting down everything because what's important is not just baseball. What's important is families and kids, you know, coming to the ballpark. And if it's not a healthy time, uh, we don't want to be looking at young people 
um, turning up sick, you know, because now we got a real disaster on our hand when we get all, all our younger people in, in a place like this and, and, and we have a health problem. And now, we, now we're talking about kids. I don't know if kids are strong enough, physically strong enough uh, to go through this uh, process that, uh, that we're dealing with as adults, but I, I think it's important that we keep them safe. Your kids are mostly grown up, but for us, we have younger kids, and we're looking for stuff to do with them to keep them busy when we're quarantined here. You got any suggestions for us, anything we can do to entertain our children at home since they're not going to be interacting with other kids for a while? Yeah, I think, it's, I, I think we, we have to turn the clock back and go, go back to you know, watching, you know, watching programs together, good programs like Happy Days. You know, something like that, you know, where, where, where you can laugh, you know, you can have fun. You know, we got we to gotta, we gotta show our kids some different things um, than they, they know because they, all they know is, you know, uh, cell phones and, and social media and internets and stuff like that. But and you put some programs like that on and, and just, you know, kind of sit around and, you know, really show them the fonts and have some laughs, you know, so th different <laughs> things like that, you know, I, th I, I think. How about some Daryl Strawberry home runs, though? Is there, there one home run? I, I got all the highlights up here right now in front of my, on my computer. Is there one home run that I should show uh, my daughter? And then my, my son's probably too young right now, but one that sticks out in your mind that you remember. I saw one, I think it was in Montreal, that looked like it hit the top of the dome. Yeah, Montreal was a big home run, but I, I think if you can ever show them the one I hit off the clock in St. Louis, you know, against the Cardinals off of Ken Daly, <laughs> hanging breaking ball, breaking ball, because they didn't like us in St. Louis, and they used to call us, you know, match, they called us a bunch of pond scums, you know, because of you know, our reputation against them, against the Cardinals, because we didn't like the Cardinals. So uh, that, was a, that was a home run which was just on its way up, and, you know, it, 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 was, it was a long home run. Believe me, it was, that clock was way up there at Bush Stadium. <laughs> Are, are you one of those athletes that uh, has that, that picture-perfect memory? You remember, like, all the biggest moments and all the moments in your career. You can tell me, like, what the, what the strikes and balls count was on whatever hit back when? Oh, no question about it. I mean, we all remember those, you know, when you played at such a high level, uh, the intensity of the game and, and who you are as a player. You, you remember those, those big moments, you know, that you played in, and you could never forget those. You know, I was just explaining, like, the – uh, year 86, you know, when we clinched against the Chicago Cubs at home when Doc Gooden was pitching and, and we won the National League East and, and the fans, you know, just kind of just tore up the field, you know, it was just, they were all over the place. And it was, I, I had seen that scene so many times um, from watching baseball and, and there I was, you know, living it out myself. So that was pretty cool. I, I can always remember those kind of memories. All right, well, I'm going to test you a little bit here because I went back and looked up a couple things to see if you could remember these. So here you go. Uh, first person, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the first time you struck out in a major league game, do you remember when that was and who the pitcher was? Yeah, it was in May of um, uh, 1983. I came up and I faced Mario Soto. He struck me out three times. Ding, ding, ding. It was May <laughs> 6, 1983. That's right, three strikeouts. Do you remember your first home run and who that came off of? My first home run was in Pittsburgh off of Lee Tunnel to the opposite field. That's right. Ten days after your first strikeout. Ah, very good. I'm good. Uh, Daryl, I, I read that you know you had two, three home run games. Both came in Chicago. I just want did you feel like you were in a zone going into it, or is after you hit the first one you feel like, okay, I'm seeing the pitcher well? Like, can you take me into that when, when that happens, when you're really on it? What is that feeling like, and can you feel it? Well, the first time it, it was so funny because I was playing in Wrigley Field, you know, you know, Wrigley Field was you know, mostly day games, and I hit three home, yeah. I hit three home runs there, 
I think, and, you know, people were, I, I don't know, I think I probably hit a double the next time and they booed me, you know, something like that, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember that, I remember that feeling in Wrigley Field, and I think the next one was at Yankee Stadium against the White Sox, and, uh, you know, when I hit the first one, you never think about the second one, uh, but, you know, after you hit the second one, you know, there's a shot, you know, that you might have a chance to hit the third one, um, and, and, um, that's really hard to do. That's not. A, that's really not an easy thing to do. It, it, it's just a happy day, you know. It's just a happy day that you connect on uh, three good pitches and you hit, you hit them out of the ballpark. Are there any moments in your career that you wish you could forget? That just every once in a while they pop up and you're thinking, why am I remembering that? Um. No. Yeah. I, that that moment when we lost in 1988 to the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. I remember Hershey's beat us, you know, and I just remember that feeling and. I sat in that dugout, dugout on, and and I just couldn't believe it because we had we we had such a great team that year. I think '88 was better than our '88 team was a lot stronger than our '86 team. Our '86 team just had had the gut, you know, to gut it out. And I think the '88 team we 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 lost that series, and it just broke my heart. I never forget it. Dare I saw uh, it was an old Dodgers game that popped up, and it was. Kobe Bryant was in the stands, uh, a playoff game, and he was interviewed, and he said, I always wanted to be Daryl Strawberry. You know, we, we know what happened with Kobe recently, um, but to hear someone that is is seen as a goat and the Mamba mentality say he wanted to be like you, what? how does that make you feel, and what does it make you think? I, I just got choked up when I saw that video. I just, you know, I, I just never, never knew that, you know, that he thought that way, but he grew up in uh, Philadelphia, and then you know what a tragedy you know uh to to his family and, and those also that was on the um, helicopter with him you know and all that lost their life it's, it's just such a such a big loss such an empty hole to all of us you know when you see something like that happen not only just was it him but it was uh, other people with him that lost their life too you know and and, and we just never know you know you, when you think about you know someone that was just so great and and, and that made so many people happy you know, with, with what he did as an athlete, you know, was, was really incredible. But, you know, the thing that I love about him is that his life, you know, uh, of, of being, you know, a man of faith and, and, and being a husband and being a father, I, I think speaks louder than anything, you know, uh, for him. And you could, you could just only uh, imagine what, you know, what the loss of his life is to, to his loved ones and, 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 and his family, his wife and his daughters that's, that's left behind. Who who did you look up to when you were a kid growing up? What what players did you want to be? I looked up to Pete Rose. I mean, I, I just really idolized him. You, you know, I remember the Cincinnati Reds back in those days uh, with John. They had Johnny Bench, Joe Morgan, all these guys that were big names. And you know, I just remember that game of the week. You know, they used to always talk about. But we're not going to talk about these great players, Cincinnati Reds. That we're going to talk about this one guy they have. His name is Charlie Hustle, Pete Rose. You know, and I I saw him playing. And, and every time you looked around, his uniform was dirty. And you just like, he wasn't the most talented player, but he was like the most, ah, just exciting player out there on the field to me. You know, it's just like the guy would dive head first. He would, if he take a walk, if he got walked, he would run down. He would sprint down the first base. You never saw that in baseball. So, you know, Pete Rose, you know, Pete Rose is a guy that uh, they need to consider putting him in the Hall of Fame, you know, because of, all he meant to baseball and, and and what he did for the game. You think he should be? You said you think he should be, or you I feel think, like maybe you should be as well I, in the I, Hall of Fame. I, I think he should be. You know, we all have shortcomings, and 
Now, you, you know, it's not like every guy in the Hall of Fame, you know, lived a perfect life, okay? So we, we all got something, and, you know, it, it, Pete was just, his happened to be exposed, uh, you know, and betting on baseball. But, you know, as far as what he, what he, what he did as a player, I, I think we can't take that away from him. All right, Darrell, well, uh, we know you got some other interviews to get to today. We really appreciate you taking a few minutes to talk to us about cancer and everything that's going on in America right now. Again, that uh, website is letsgetcheck.com. And uh, if you're ever in Orlando, stop on by. We'll get you in studio, and we'll, uh, we'll do this all over again. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Darrell. So Daryl Strawberry, yeah, that was super cool. Growing up, he was one of the guys, right? Like it was yeah. Michael Jordan, it was Daryl Strawberry. These were the guys that you heard about, you saw, you watched. They were the ones you wanted to grow up and be like. So getting to talk to him, that yeah. was that was pretty amazing. I'm I'm a lefty, and that yeah. swing as a lefty. I mean, obviously, I wasn't six six like him, so I knew I was never going to be him. But yeah, growing up, you watched him play, and just the moon shots he hit. That that one in Montreal, it hit the roof of the stadium. And if you watch the video, he stops at second because they didn't know what to do. But yeah. then they told him, yeah, that that ball was probably going like 800 feet. So <laughs> you can keep running. Yeah. And then the, the stuff, the way athletes can remember those specific moments in oh, their yeah. careers. Like, I don't remember anything from like my high school playing days, except for like my coach yelling at me. That, yeah. That's it. Like, <laughs> I guess I just didn't have enough great moments to remember those things. But then, uh, and then the other thing from that interview, just the abs stuff. Lesson learned, get yourself checked for cancer and work on those abs, man. And yeah, that will constrict the cancer. <laughs> it, it just yeah. holds it right where it was at. That was, yeah. that was a incredible I didn't, yeah, I didn't see that one coming. I'll, yeah. I'll admit that one. All right, Degenerate Brothers? Degenerate Brothers. So you're going to pay me for the XFL? Yep, uh, I guess since their season's over with. How, crazy, their season lasted less time than the Alliance, Alliance of American <laughs> it's Football. It's unbelievable. It, yeah. I guess there's the, the chance XFL comes back next year. Probably, so yeah. The Alliance, I don't think we're ever getting back to that. But yeah, the first season of never the Alliance never. was longer than the XFL. Yeah, um, but uh, so we're done gambling on that. I owe Christian a six-pack, and I also owe him a six-pack for... I think the Daytona 500, yeah. and then you owe me one for the NFL and college football season. And we need to make the rush on the liquor stores because uh, <laughs> right now it's a tough time to buy. Yeah, we went to one liquor store last night to do the story that I was working on for the news, and I'm waiting for an empty parking lot to talk about the empty parking lot because they'd closed early, and people kept driving up behind us, <laughs> seeing that it was closed, <laughs> and they would get out of their car, walk up, oh, closed, and, and so like I would get halfway through my thing that I was trying to say, and then another car, and another, <laughs> it lasted for like 15 minutes before we could finally get it done. Yeah, so there you go. But uh, in, in case you, you're missing gambling on sports, there are other things right now, apparently. There are apparently bookmakers. I saw one story that you can now gamble on the weather, which... Hmm. Yeah, I, I would gamble no on rain for Florida right now because oh, I think we've man. had like none. Yeah, but hot, really super hot. Yeah, and it's still winter. And it's still winter. But uh, yeah, big snowstorms coming. Probably some some nice lines that you can get in <laughs> yeah, on, the on that. The odds on that here would be good. <laughs> um, the Democratic debate the other night on Sunday night, you could bet on Biden or yeah. uh, Bernie. Um, I'm guessing you can bet on the presidential primaries that happened yesterday and possibly if there are more to come. I know those keep getting yeah. pushed back in certain states. I did see also that uh, there are now uh, the, the virtual casinos that are out there. 
that people are playing on, which I think is still technically illegal in some states, but you can go and like wager, wager real money and play poker, blackjack, any of those games yeah. virtually. Uh, those the activity on those websites has skyrocketed since oh, I'm sure. all of this. And you know, now well, Vegas is shut down. They shut yeah. down all of the casinos. Uh, you know, we are now into that state of you know the the video we talked about of Wuhan yeah. with the just no one in the streets. Now it's the yeah. You know, Times Square with no one there. It's yeah. it's Vegas with all the lights out on the casinos. It's this is uh, wild times. This is the part of the movie in like outbreak movies where like it seems like we're finally getting enough done, and then now like the virus is going to mutate or something, and then it's going to get so much worse, right? Like well, that's where for, we're at in the thanks movie. Thanks for scaring us. <laughs> Sorry thanks about for that. Scaring all of us. I've seen the movies. I'm just saying. Okay. If, if this is anything like Hollywood, that's where we're headed. Get I, ready. I saw a lot of people were watching uh, like marble racing videos. Yeah. Those I are, don't know. You, you yeah. can gamble. I would imagine if you just if you are in groups of less than ten, as you are supposed to be. You could just be throwing dollars down under the red marble and stuff. I think that's another way to get through. Uh, full disclosure, I was uh, a fan of the marbles before coronavirus. Oh, yeah. They, they so, were entertaining. Yeah. I'd seen the videos before, but I think it's also... Though, remember, it's when we watched them, it was like, oh, this is, this yeah. is actually entertaining. This is somewhat therapeutic. <laughs> and now I, people are probably setting up marble racing yeah. uh, courses in their backyard. That is allowed. Yeah. Do it. Find new ways. Get those YouTube clicks up, man. That's uh keeps me entertained too. All, all right. right, did we cover it all? I we got so. all all the ways that people can continue to be degenerates. I mean, I don't know if there's like HGTV ways or yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, no. Gambling on reality TV. That or you definitely can do that. Yeah. Um, also, I saw people saying like what you could bet on when the home shopping network stuff. Oh yeah. That'd be good. Because it's constantly new material coming through, and like maybe you could say, oh, it's going to be jewelry this next five minutes, or oh, it's a thing that folds T-shirts for you. I like it. Um, or you could start a fight club with your kids in the backyard since kids need something to do. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go with uh, dad jokes to wrap it up. Yeah. I got two just because I feel like it. Oh, wow. Someone's getting greedy. What do you call a pile of kittens? <laughs> I don't know. A meowton. Okay. You want me to go with my next? Yeah, do your one? other one. What language do oranges speak? Uh, Mandarin. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. All right, I'm going with a uh, medicine-related dad joke. Why? Because it's all I can think about now. All right, what did the doctor tell the patient who broke his arm in several places? What? Stop going to those places. <laughs> don't go to the kids fight club <laughs> don't go to the kids fight club all right anyway, hope you enjoyed the show well, thanks for listening we're going to keep trying to do this every wednesday but keep our distance as well and uh we'll have some new guests hopefully next week i don't know i don't know what's going to happen yeah. at this point hey phone interviews we can do it all day yeah that's true all right thanks for listening and if you're watching on the wftv youtube page or the wftv now app uh thank you for that as well stay safe all right later Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.